So welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. My guest today is author of No More Cold Calling and Pick Up the Damn Phone. She is known as America's leading authority on referral selling. Joanne Black, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk about my favorite topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't wait to pick your brains all about referrals and, and how the journey began. So I always like to start, Joanne, for my listeners, just so they understand a bit about your journey and, and how you got into the world of sales and how you got to being America's leading authority on referral selling. I never thought I'd be in sales, Tony, because I thought salespeople were pushy and arrogant and in your face and obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we know that's not the case. But my first job out of college was in retail sales in a women's specialty store. And that's really how I learned what sales was. Yeah. It's about the customer and what they need. And it's not about us. Mm. From there, I worked for two different consulting and training firms. Mm. At the end of the 90s, the economy was great. Everybody was encouraging me to start my own business, which I did, mm. but it wasn't anything to do with referral selling initially. I wanted to consult with small companies and help them with their sales and marketing strategy because in those days, a business plan was very complex, but try to mm. find anything about sales, <laughs> you yeah. needed a magnifying glass. Yeah. What happened was my first client was a referral, but I didn't think about that until I was working with them simultaneously. Mm. They were doing a customer satisfaction survey of mm. 50 of their best clients. And it was several rounds. And on the last round, I added this question. Would you be willing to be a referral to this company? Mm. To this day, I have no knowledge of why I ever asked that, but I yeah. did. Yeah. So seven point scale seven was high. Yeah. Came back 6.5. Wow. 50, 50 of their best clients were saying, well, we'd be glad to refer you. Yeah. On my next meeting with the, the leadership team, I said, here's the results. Are you asking your clients for referrals? Mm. And the answer was no. I got to thinking about my sales career, which has been my only career in yes. sales and sales management. And I realized my best business had come from referrals. Yep. So I did my, my street on the feet research is what I call it. And I yeah. asked a lot of salespeople and sales execs, do you like to get referrals? Yeah. Oh, we love them. They said, you know, we're pre-sold. They trust us. We don't have competition. We reduce the cost of sales and the conversion rate of prospect to client is well more than 50%. Yeah. So, well, that's fabulous. Then I asked this next question. Do you have a referral system to support what you've just said, mm. which means you have a strategy, mm. you've incorporated metrics, you've built skills of your team, you have accountability and you've coached them and reinforced. Mm. The answer in the late nineties was no. Yeah. And the answer today is no. Yeah. So I had to take a look at on the one hand, referrals are great. On the other, well, yes, of course they happen from time to time, but we're not doing it. Mm. And that's how referral selling and my focus on referral selling took place. That was the genesis. 
I love that. And I have to ask you immediately on that, why do you believe people don't have a referral system in place or don't ask for referrals enough? Well, there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, one of the uh, mistakes that sales leaders make is they say, well, I'll just tell my people to go get referrals. Mm. That doesn't work. Mm. They don't realize what it takes. So if we look at it this way, mm. we all get referrals from time to time. Yep. You know, the greatest thing is a client moves to another company and calls us in. Yes. Oh, that's fabulous. It's great. Or, you know, somebody we know in a company says, you know, we really want to talk to you. Mm. That happens. What doesn't happen yep. is the proactive outbound asking for referrals. Yes. That is not happening in any company. Mm. And the reason is, to your point, mm. people don't know what they should do. Yeah. So they, they don't know they how to no ask. Idea. Yeah. No, they don't know how to ask. They don't realize that referral selling is a skill. It's a behavior change yep. like anything else, unless you have a strategy and you measure it and hold people accountable, it's not going to happen. Mm. As an example, I was talking to someone I know a couple months ago mm. and he said to me, Joanne, 30% of our business comes from referrals. Mm. Said, That's fantastic. How does that happen? So yeah. he told me, you know, clients, do more business with them or send people to them. Yes. So then I said to him, well, what about your account executives? Are they asking? Yeah. He said, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> we need to teach them how to do that. Yeah. So that, that's an example. And this is from a seasoned sales executive. Mm. This is the biggest gap in building our business. Yes. Is getting referrals, especially from clients. Mm. It amazes me how many, I mean, I, I've trained personally over 30,000 salespeople now in 14 years. And when I say how many proactive referrals are you actually getting, they look at me blankly. And, and it's, it's very interesting. When I ask why, the normal response, Joanne, I get is I just didn't think about it which fascinated me. What's the normal feedback that you get? The, the normal feedback is I'm just not comfortable asking. Interesting. Because, when, because referrals are so personal. Yes. When we ask for a referral, well, our reputation's on the line and we think, oh my gosh, yes. what if they say no? What if they say no? Yeah, that's <laughs> That would be fair. devastating. We also view it as being pushy, aggressive, in your face. We're asking a busy person. We're asking for help. That's not cool. Yeah. All this personal baggage that gets in the way. Yes. And the reason they don't think about it is not the real reason. Yeah. The real reason is they don't want to ask because they're yeah. afraid of the no. Yeah. I think that's a very, very fair point. So I'm desperate. I know my listeners will be desperate to hear the magic. When do you ask? And most importantly, how do you ask? If you're working with a prospect or a client, the when is typically after they've signed the deal. Okay. But you can ask any time in the sales process. Mm. when you've delivered value, totally overused term, don't like it, but how do you know? So you yep. may be in a conversation with a prospect and they said, oh, I never thought of that. That's great. Oh, 
you know, that's yeah. it. Perfect. They've said thank you for an insight or something you share that helped them out. Yes. What you don't want to do is wait too long. So some people will say, oh, I can't ask now. I just signed the deal. We better wait till we implement. No, mm. you know, but we better wait till they get some results. Well, by that time, you're way, way, way too far away from your buyer. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's too late. Mm, so that's really at, when you sign the deal when you sign the deal is really the best time to ask yes and 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 based on what you said you can even ask a prospect if you've served them and given them an insight or something that's changed the way they think or that's helped them in any way and as you said they, they have gratitude there then you can ask that's a really interesting point and then absolutely so then the key i guess joanne is how What's the, in your experience, and I know there's lots of it, what's the best way? The first thing you need to do is determine the business impact that your client expects. Or if it's later, the, when you've done the work, what the client's gotten. You're going to tell, give an example because people will refer you. First mm. of all, they have to trust you. Yes. But they will refer you, which means you get an introduction. It's not just taking a name. Yes. They'll refer you because, not only because you're a nice person, that's number one, mm. but they will introduce you because you have a valid business reason. Yes. So, Tony, if I'm asking you to introduce me, you're going to want to know why. What's the business reason that you can communicate to your contact why they should even talk to me? Yes. Which has to do with the, res the results clients get and the typical problem you solve. So that's yep. one. Two, they need to understand who you want to meet. Yes. You know, we are, we've all done ICPs, ideal client profiles, but I'm talking yeah. about slicing it really, really thin and being super specific because yeah. we need to help you identify someone in your network that we should meet. Mm. That's, those are the steps, the first two steps. And then you need to ask them, who do you know I should meet? Who do you yes. know you can introduce me to? Yes. And the, the W word is, is huge because the way most people ask is this way. <sighs> Deep breath. Yeah. Well, do you know anyone who would benefit from my services? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that? That Many is a times. typical throwaway line that yeah. gets nothing because yeah. we're uncomfortable asking. So we can say, huh. I asked, I checked it off my yeah. list, I'm done, and you know, it just didn't work. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, and when you get, you say super specific, I've read, you know, your LinkedIn, and I know you actually, great idea is go on to your client's connections, and if there's one there that you believe you can help and serve, that's how specific you mean. Say, would you be so kind? Once they've said yes, who do you know? You know, can you actually introduce me to Joe, Joe Smith? who's managing director of X company, because this is how I believe I can help him. That's the level of detail you mean, don't you? That could be, yeah. but I don't know that you know Joe Smith. So on LinkedIn, we, yeah. we accept a lot of invitations. Some people oh, that's accept true. everyone, right? That's and you true. don't know if the person knows the person. But in that case, you're giving that person an idea yes. of who you'd like to meet. But here's the difference. If I said to you, Tony, mm. I'd really appreciate an introduction, and here's my ideal client. 
-hmm. It's a person, well, it's the head of sales, it could be the CEO. Um, the geography really doesn't matter. Uh, the industry really doesn't matter. The size company doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, it's just way, way, way too broad. Yes. You don't know where to start. Yes. Right? But if I said to you, Tony, I'd appreciate an introduction to the head of sales mm. in a company between 200 and 500 people, mm. a software company specifically located mm. in the city of San Francisco. Yep. And I want to talk to the head of sales. That person could be, the title could be a CRO, it could be a vice president of sales. I mean, there's all different titles now. Yes. But you want to be super, super specific because mm. you see the difference between saying anyone yeah. and being slicing it really thin. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I know, you know, you, you mentioned on, on previous uh, uh, content I've read of yours about the, the, the increased probability of converting that prospect because obviously they've been referred. And, and I, on my assumption there is because trust has already been built. In your opinion, are there other reasons beyond behind just trust of why you convert higher? Well, without trust, nothing happens. Yeah. But the idea is that we get what we ask for. Mm. If I want you to introduce me to someone in your network and mm. I am super specific and slice it really thin yep. and we've identified a problem that someone in your network has, because unless we solve a problem, what we do doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the, the problem would be that, oh, we need more leads. We need more qualified leads. My people aren't getting meetings with decision makers, anything like that. But we need to identify that. Mm. So if, if that's the person I want to meet, because I know they have a problem that needs to be solved, mm. then that is truly pre-qualified. Yes. Yes. No, no, that, that makes absolute sense. And I think another huge point here, I do a lot, Joanne, in real estate and, and I'm sure it's different. Well, I know it's different in the States, but in the UK, a great real estate will earn say 2% fees, but very often they'll drop their fee just to win the business wrongly. So in my opinion, and they'll drop it to, let's say arguments say 1.5%. But what I say to them is you'll always be a 1.5% agent because they should be asking for referrals because every great salesperson does, but they can't possibly ever charge that person more than they charge the one who introduced them, right? So the one who they introduced them. So yeah, let's say you're my customer and therefore, I, mm -hmm. I drop my fee from 2% to 1.5%. And then you introduce me to Joe Bloggs. Joe, uh, and if I had the audacity to try and ask Joe Bloggs for 2% fees, Joe Bloggs could rightly tell me, I say, well, hang on a minute. Joanne, my good friend, paid 1.5% and she introduced me. Why are you trying to charge me more? Hmm. Well, you and, can't. And, I, and they can't, right? And I think that's a really interesting point that I also believe as well as referrals will convert better than any other source of marketing or let's say cold calling, but equally you'll be able to command the highest fee as long as you build the value. And I know you don't like the term, but if you build your value at the beginning and get the fees that you deserve in the first place, you should always be getting that fee. Does that make sense? 
It does. Uh, you know, and, but you have to be where the customer is. And mm. sometimes they, they're always going to want to negotiate because that's their job. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we want to negotiate too. Uh, so we don't lower price. We just take something away. Yes. And then absolutely. many times they come back. But the whole idea with referrals as well is the sales process shortens. So the cost of sales decreases. You get an introduction, you get the meeting. It's yeah. one call. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not, oh, I have to try eight to 15 times to try to reach someone. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have a, you have a different conversation. Yes. People are going to say, oh, how do you know Tony? Yeah. Yeah. You go I from there. Yeah, very true. And you're right, actually. I mean, so many organizations are spending thousands on marketing to generate leads, which ultimately are cold because they're an inbound lead. They may have some appetite, but they're also looking at your competition. And I think that, you know, with a referral, they're probably less likely to need to even consider your competition because the trust, again, has been built. Yes. Yeah, so here's how I think about it, that you get in before anybody else. Yeah. You have the conversations you need to have. You build relationships with a lot of people and nobody else gets in. Yes. And I want to get to your point about marketing. Mm. Marketing is hugely important. That is the other side of the coin. Mm. And there are marketing firms that do a phenomenal job mm. of bringing in qualified leads and targeting their ideal customers. Yep. We shouldn't skimp on marketing but okay. we need to have the correct resources. So it, it's, it's really the yin and the yang, you know, yeah. I'm the sales version and then there's the marketing version. They do go hand in hand. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I appreciate that. And you speak about a referral system. So can you tell my audience in terms of, I now know, or my audience will now know when to ask and how to ask. What's, what's your idea of actually a referral system that they should be implementing? Uh, it's what we talked about a little earlier about having a strategy yep. and metrics and skills and accountability. Okay. It's more than just training. Yeah. Because with that, if you just do training and nothing happens, nothing will happen. Yes. <laughs> it's yes, everything that... around it. And oh, recently I, I had a client ask me to help them build a referral culture. Mm which is the work I've always done. I never used that term because I always thought it was just too complex. Yeah. But then I found this term that culture's what happens when mm. people aren't looking. Oh, I like that. Isn't that great? So it, it's that. your DNA, yes. which means everything's expanded. So everybody in a company knows someone. Yes. What's happened recently is companies are not just looking at their sales team, but mm. their customer success and account management teams, because these people are talking to clients every day and have great relationships with them. Yes. I love that. I really love that. That's, that's made me think of it very differently, actually. I, I want to get your opinion, Joanne, on this. So you now you've had the referral. You've been introduced. You've won a piece of business. What do you believe you should give back to that introducer in return in terms of should you buy them a gift, a commission? What's your thoughts there? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Mm. <laughs> so the most important thing you can do immediately before even anything closed 
is send a handwritten thank you note. Yes. That is not passe. It does not matter our generation. Yep. I've sent handwritten thank you notes to millennials and one even put it on Twitter. Look what Joanne Black sent me and she sent a picture of the note. Brilliant. <laughs> so Brilliant. we get so few of those today. Yeah, and they true. are so appreciated. It's so, so true. After the yes. Mm. After the fact, another note, you can do lots of things, mm. but people want to be thanked. Mm. I like doing a contribution to their favorite charity. That's nice. That's a lovely mm -hmm. idea. Yes. Or nothing. It doesn't matter. As long as they are thanked as human beings, we want to be acknowledged and appreciated. Yes. I mean, what, what I've always done, and, I, and again, I'd love your, your opinion on it, is I, like, I don't like giving commission because I just think that becomes very salesy. And for me, that's not what it's about. You know, they, they, they've been generous by introducing me because they know I can help their friends or colleagues. So I like to get them a personalized gift. So if I know them well, I might go out and spend £350 and buy a Mont Blanc pen. If, I've, if I know that would be great for them, or I'd phone maybe their PA or one of their colleagues and ask what's their favorite um, alcohol, like their favorite bottle of wine or something that really means something to them. What's your thoughts on that? I love it. I love that it's after the fact because yeah. never, 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 ever, for me, offer to pay something in exchange for the introduction, because that feels like bribery to me. I agree. That's not authentic. I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And so tell me about your books, No More Cold Calling. Let's start with that. Tell me, I've got an idea what you mean and why, but just tell me a little bit more about your sort of belief system there. Some people might not like this answer, but I don't believe anyone should ever have to cold call. Okay. And that means phone. It means video, yeah. it means social media, it means email. Yeah. I mean, today, if we look at what's happening, the phone yeah. is still ringing with cold calls. The emails have gotten ridiculous, Yeah. cold emails, and then following up with another email that says, I don't know if you had time to review my previous one, mm. but I say it's not the salesperson's fault because someone's making them do it. Uh, yes. Yes. I know I will not eradicate cold calling from the face of the earth. <laughs> yes. I get that. Yeah. But the goal is to, hey, you know, you've got your, your best resource out there, your current clients, your colleagues, your friends who can make introductions for you. Why wouldn't you be doing that? And yes. if you did that, you would not have to waste your time cold calling. Mm. So that's the premise. Yeah, I, I get that, actually. I mean, I've, I've got a client of mine that sells corporate hospitality. Um, you would, I think, Joanne, hate them. They are, there's about 14 sales guys. They, they've been one of my longest clients, 14 years. Great, great, owned by two great entrepreneurs. But their team are literally making about 100 cold calls a day each. And this is right oh now. This, yeah, honestly. And they are cold calling MDs of all different size businesses, mainly in the UK, that's where they operate, to sell them like boxes at, for example, Wimbledon or the US Open or, you know, rugby. They sell private boxes of high value, you know, from £5,000 up to maybe £20,000. 
but that is mm. the entire culture. And they've won some incredible clients along the way, but they don't do referrals. And I've gone on about it for so long, but I just, I think the culture is all wrong there. So knowing that, Joanne, if you were going to be coaching or training, what, how can you change a culture and a way of doing something they've done for so many years? I don't change cultures, Tony. Okay. If the, the head of the company or the head of sales, the CEO ever reached out and said, what we're doing isn't working, we're spending too much, et cetera. We, we want a different way of reaching people or bringing in qualified leads. If I heard that message, I would speak to them. Yeah. And cultures don't change overnight. It's yes. always about let's do a pilot and decide who that group is. Mm. But I only want people who agree to be accountable for results. And you need to attach KPIs to referrals, rewards, all of that to referrals. Mm. And we'll see what happens. Mm, but that's if interesting. there's a cold calling culture, <laughs> yeah, that's like climbing a mountain that is not going to work. Yeah. Because they, the, the thing is, they get results. But my my point to them is, they could get such bigger results, and and the leads don't cost them money. That they find them, you know, various sources, LinkedIn and Google, etc. But the number of calls they've got to make to have a conversation is astronomical. You know, that it might be fifty calls to one good conversation. Whereas I know with referrals, it'll be ultimately one in one or one in two. You know. That's accurate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So pick up the damn phone. Tell me about that book. What, what's what's <laughs> the? I love the name. Love it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, the and everybody laughs when they see it. The subtitle is is what it's about: how yeah. people, not technology, seal the deal. And I decided to write that book. Well, I didn't decide to write that book. I was going to update No More Cold Calling and then realized I was going down this technology rabbit hole and said, that's not going to work. What's mm. my message? Mm. The fear I had was that people were hiding behind technology. Mm. I even had people say to me, Joanne, I don't need to talk to anybody. Mm. Well, that was frightening. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, you know, I needed to reinforce the point that Technology is a fabulous tool. Yes. But it doesn't close deals. Yes. We close deals. Yeah. I'm talking about complex sales. I'm not talking about, you know, selling a widget. Yeah. We need yep. to be having conversations. Yeah. And that wasn't happening. It's still not happening. And it's yep. come, become even more important today, especially with all the video tools we have. Absolutely. We need to be having conversations. Absolutely. And I must ask, Joanne, if, if there was your, you know, if you had one sales mantra, what would that be? <laughs> I do what's closest to cash first thing every day. Mm. Now, what does that mean? Mm. That means before you do anything, if you have calls to make, if you say, oh, I was going to write to this person and set up a time to talk to them, I'm going to, this person offered to make a referral and hasn't followed up. I need to do that. I need to write a proposal. Whatever it is that's going to move that sales needle. Yes. You need to do it first. Mm. Mm, that's good. That's good. And, and I think, is it fair? You, you said about, you know, I'm going to find that person who promised a referral. Part of your system, 
I assume will be keeper track, right? Of all the people who said, oh yeah, I'm going to introduce you to Bob. He's an old boss of mine. You'll do great with him. And, and you need to keep a track of that so you can go back to him and say, oh, what did Bob say, by the way? So you're, you're always on top of it, right? Yes, you always need to be on top of it, but you can be on top of it in the beginning. Yeah. When someone says, well, I'll, I'd like you to meet Bob. I want to know everything about Bob. Yes. How do you know Bob? What's Bob like? What's important to him? What, yeah. what should I be saying? What's the problem he's facing? What do you think would resonate with him? with him. Yes. You see, I'm asking yes. all these W words. You can't yes. say no to W words. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask him to make the introduction. Now that typically happens today with email. Yeah. The best thing, which rarely happens because everybody's squeezed for time, is yeah. if the email or the phone call went to Bob first and said, I'd like you to meet Joanne Black, the cause. And that person says, great. And then yeah. the email is to both of us. Yes. And then I follow up. Yeah. What do you do, though, if when you, you ask, you know, you get the timing right, you ask a great, you know, you ask the referral question and they just say, you know what? I can't think of anyone right now. What, how that do you could be for a couple of reasons. Yes. Mm. One is they probably weren't prepared to have the conversation. Yep. So they do need to think about it. Second you probably haven't asked in the right way. Yeah, that's fair. No. Yeah, that's very fair comment. I, I want to end on this, Joanne. What, I know you, you're part of a network of incredible women in sales, and I, I've been very fortunate to have some on my podcast. Um, and I know, you, you, you know you're also part of Deb Calvert's um, group, What's a Sales Expert Channel. What's some of the best advice you've personally ever been given in sales? The best advice I've been given mm. goes back to my first job out of college okay. when I worked in a, a retail women's specialty store. I was on the first floor, which is typically accessories, jewelry, housewares, things like yeah. that. Yeah. I was 22. I wanted to change a display. And I asked some of the women there, you know, what do you think? I want to change the display. And they said to me, well, I don't know. It's never been done before. You mm. should go ask Carolyn. She was the floor manager. Mm. So I went to Carolyn and I told her what I wanted to do. And I said, these women told me it had never been done before. Mm. She didn't miss a beat. Her answer. That's the best reason I know for doing it. I love that. That's fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great advice. Great way to end. Joanne, thank you so much for your valuable time and sharing some absolute gold with my audience about how never to cold call again and to grow their business by the power of recommendation. Uh, I really appreciate your time and, and please stay safe right now. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Keep well.